Blog Talk Radio. on the air. This is your host, Etienne Gibbs, and we're back with In the Author's Corner with Etienne. Wow, wow, wow. Let me give you a little background why we were off the air. Three years ago, we were hit in the Virgin Islands with the double major hurricanes back-to-back, and three years later, we still are recovering. Nevertheless, I got the way, got into it clear enough to be able to uh, start off the show. So here we are getting the show back in place. And we want to thank you, thank you, thank you for our guests. But more importantly, we thank our audience for believing in us and sticking with us. Now, what is it going to happen? Several things are going to move differently because we are having two events going on at the same time. I am really or should I say relaunch, or like I would like to say in the business world, grand opening, the second grand opening of both my talk show and then again my ebook show. I must confess, though, that the plans didn't come out as was hoped because I guess COVID, <laughs> yes, that got in, in the way of getting things here. But I'm working on some uh, more software that will fill you with joy. And why would you fill you with joy? Because there, we are watching Christmas coming, but so are our reopenings. Our e-store has come back, and so is our so is our radio talk show. On the e-book, we have Christmas gifts in time for Christmas. For kids, for in-betweens, and senior. I'll talk more about that later on. But for this, our first <laughs> debut, our debut for coming back online, we want to let you know what we are doing. We plan to have the whole week from tonight until Saturday with guests online to give us information about becoming an author, being an author, becoming a bestseller author, whatever it takes. So by all means, listen carefully because we will have some special information to pass on to you. In the meanwhile, pass on information about our show, the back online, to your family, family members, your friends, even if you have enemies, tell them about our show because we're back on the air now. Now, I want to share with you Oh, what we have coming up. We have a guest. 
tonight who has taken time out of her schedule to be with us. I'm talking about Dr. Susan Powers, a clinical psychologist who is in private practice in New York City and Long Island. Her first book was called Rootless Grieving, The Journey of Accepting and Beyond, Acceptance and Beyond. That book was published in 2015. Timely. There's another book coming up. We'll talk about it later on. But the uh, book we're going to talk about tonight in particular, The Root Griefin, offers a roadmap for finding a path to the darkness hours after the loss of a loved one. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome Dr. Susan Powers aboard. Dr. Powers, are you there? I am. Thank you very much, Adrian. Oh, we're so happy to have you here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, it sounds like uh, the title of your book shouldn't be <laughs> shouldn't be discussed in the Christmas season. But with the, uh, I, I get annoyed when I have to say this word because the pandemic pandemic has come worldwide and it's gotten even worse. So we become we mean in the United States become the number one winner. But it's people like you, Doctor Summers, who will help the survivors of lost ones. So, Dr. Powers, what would you have to say about your your book? Well, I wrote the book after I had two traumatic losses in 01. And uh, what happened first, what happened first was that my husband developed kidney cancer and died in in a three-month period. Uh, and uh, he died in 01. So I do know, and if we're talking about COVID and losses from illness, I do know what it's like to lose someone through illness, kind of sudden. But the COVID losses are even more sudden and I think more traumatic in many different ways. But uh, the first section of my book is about being in shock. And when we have a traumatic loss, the first thing that happens is that we're in shock. It's a kind of denial, hypersensitivity, and it's a time to be very gentle with yourself right after you've had a traumatic loss. But what happened to me while I was still in some shock was that my daughter died of a heroin overdose two and a half months later. So that I had a double loss. And um, loss from from, uh, addiction is a loss from illness but it's a very yeah. different kind of illness, and it was very yes. sudden because it was an overdose. So I was going through these two losses, and I am a clinical psychologist, and I've helped many, many people through loss, but I had never gone through such a, a deep loss myself. And um, I started writing. Excuse me. I just have to say you're a human being too. You help, you're a helper helping the people who need of help, but you too are human beings. That's right, and I went to my deepest part of vulnerability with those kind of losses. And so, yes. so I, I had I had written I had been a journaler before and written in journals a lot as part kind of as part of my recovery process and my thera- my own therapeutic process. And uh, okay. I do believe that 
uh, journaling has such a power, and I recommend it to everyone. Uh, just to write down your thoughts and feelings, and uh, and it's a creative project. So you write down whatever you want to write. It's totally private. And uh, someone said recently that writing is a way of keeping yourself company, and uh, uh, I found it, I found it to be very safe and very yes. therapeutic. So that when I when my husband died and when my daughter died, I just started writing, 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 writing. And it was interesting to me that I felt so creative. I, I'm not a, a visual artist, but I was sketching things in the journal and, and uh, making up things. I had fantasies of heaven and, uh, you know, what happens afterwards. And so, so the journal writing is one of the major things I would suggest to anyone uh, really wanting any kind of growth, but especially in, uh, in loss. My goodness. Wow. That was a double whammy you got there. This wasn't it. That's right. Yeah. Wow, and you came out of it. Fantastic. Well that's what so, I that's what I wanted to communicate in the book was was how to get through it. You know, people yeah. say how do you get over it? And I always object to people saying getting over any loss because we don't get over it in my experience. We have to go through it. And we'll so we, we go through all the feelings, and that's why I called it ruthless yeah. grieving, because it feels like a very ruthless process, and it's a very vulnerable yeah. process. And the first thing I was aware of was the social aspects of grief in terms of people coming up to me and saying things that weren't helpful. And I felt yeah. like I had to push back on that and say, I learned how to say to people, that doesn't help me right now. And uh, it's a little bit ruthless to say something like that to someone when they're trying to be helpful. But there's a, there's a vulnerability around people when you've had a loss that makes, I think it's why people stay home and isolate. One of the reasons why people stay home and isolate, because it's so hard socially to deal with people when you've had a, a great loss. But you know something, I just saw a similarity that what you just pointed out about the loss and people willing to give you help. I found basically I'm having trouble with my throat since the hurricane. More people have come up to me and said, oh, have you taken this? Have you taken that? And they wanted to offer me homemade remedies. Now, if I go about handling every homemade remedies, I don't know where I'll be. But nevertheless, it's not funny, but I had to laugh it off because that's exactly what you were saying about people meaning to be helpful, but they're in the way. And if I were to follow well, what it's, they're it's saying. Both. It's both. <laughs> and, and uh, yes. you know, sometimes people are very helpful and other times they're not. It's, it's about attunement. If people can be attuned to you and okay. maybe what you need at any given moment. And there, the last chapter of my book is about how to help other people grieve. And it's about, oh, it's about, it's about being present to the other person and sensing maybe what they need at any given moment. <clears throat> so that's yeah. an important part of what I wrote about was what helped me and what didn't help me. Wow. Well, your therapy certainly got you going. How long did it take you to continue your book and to come complete it? Well, it actually took me uh, 14 years until it was published. But uh, uh, I was very busy doing a lot of other things and family and 
when my daughter died, she left two daughters, age 10 and 6. And so I was helping Mm -hmm. them, and they were helping me, Mm -hmm. and we kind of grieved together for several years. Mm -hmm. You know, traditionally they say that to go through a loss takes at least a year, and that is true. We have to go through every season, every birthday, every anniversary, and that's just sort of bare minimum. But it's very important, and my book is full of lots of permissions. We have to give ourselves permission when we're grieving, like, People would say, like, you're still grieving and it's been two years. Of course I still have feelings about that, or of course I need to talk about it. And that's what I mean about being ruthless and pushing back so that we don't succumb to other people's expectations of how we're grieving, but really give ourselves full permission to do whatever it is that we need to do. But my essential message in the book is that after we get through the deepest part of our grief, and all our feelings, uh, what, all that's left is the love. And, uh, and that was my experience. And that's why I called mm-hmm. it the journey to acceptance. Because okay. grief is a journey toward accepting what happened, accepting the love that you had for them, accepting the love that they had for you, accepting the flaws in the relationship and the problems, and coming to a place where... There's just kind of pure love. Actually, um, uh, Joe Biden, our president-elect, is famous for saying that, you know, he went through the loss of two different children and a wife. And he says, you come to a place in your grieving where a smile comes to your lips before a tear comes to your eye. Mm -hmm. And that that is my experience. Oh, that's good. So that's... That's what happens when we come to acceptance. But there's oh a lot goodness. of people, there's, a lot, there's been a lot talked about lately how grief is love, you know. If we didn't love the person, we wouldn't be in so much pain about it. And, yeah, uh, you true. know, they're, they're, it's a lot about the heart and working things through the heart in my experience. Okay. Let me have you stand by for one minute because I have a surprise for our audience. Audience, our guest mentioned the word rootless grieving. Why did she use the word rootless grieving? The first person to call me up with an answer will have a prize for you. Our number is 515-606. Let me start over. 515-605-9812. I'll repeat. 515-605-9812. Five one five six zero five nine eight one two. Give me a call and give me the answer, and you have a prize. Simple as that. So, Doc, Doctor Powers, let's continue. Uh, the first half of the book talked about uh, grief, and you call it shock and awe. Shock and awe. Could you explain that? Look clearer. Yes. Uh, Well, I had mentioned shock, that when we first have a traumatic loss or a sudden loss uh, or a loss through COVID, which is so traumatic in so many different ways where you can't even see the person who's sick or, you know, there's so many losses within a COVID loss. Uh, And then all the people uh, and the illness just being ill, even if the person doesn't die. But uh, shock is state of... uh, it's a state of hypersensitivity and um, 
uh, like you just have to be sort of babied, you know, and you need people to take care of you. And that's why people bring casseroles and feed you because you just, it's very difficult to function in the very beginning. So that's the shock part. But the awe part was so interesting to me because, you know, I, when I saw my daughter at the funeral home, I saw the body. And um, when I saw the bo- her body, I knew that she was no longer in her body. But at the same yeah. time, I knew that she had gone somewhere. And it was very interesting knowing for me, like, she went someplace else. And the awe that I experienced was about, like, where did she go? Where is she? And it made me very interested in the spiritual dimension of life. Like they say, the, the, uh, the part of life that's beyond the five senses, uh, which is, uh, I call it spirit. Uh, but that's the awe. You know, like I, sometimes I would hear her laughing. And, and a lot of times people grieving think, you know, gee, maybe I'm going crazy. But you're not going crazy. <laughs> It's a certain no. thing about feeling cracked open. And when we get cracked yes. open, uh, we have an, what I say is we have an in, in the, into the spiritual dimension. And, yes. uh, and I, I communicated with both the people I lost. And, um, and uh, I, ha- I was full of awe about how, how uh, the spiritual dimension was available to me is how, how it felt. And uh, so I became very interested in the spiritual dimension. And that's what my second book is about. I'm writing a book now. You know, the subtitle of the book, Ruthless Grieving, is The Journey to Acceptance and Beyond. And the, my, this first book, Ruthless Grieving, is really about the journey to acceptance. But this second book that I'm writing is about the beyond, and which is really beyond is the spiritual dimension. And I call it walking on air. Uh, uh, And it's walking on air, opening the heart to loss and life. And I also cover about other kinds of losses in life. Because life is full of losses. It's not just through death. But, uh, and it's about how to deal with the everyday losses of life. Like aging and illness and um even having people around us who have had losses. So, uh, so that's my second book, Walking on Air. Uh, but wow. today I'm really mostly focusing on, on this first book because that's the book that I completed. And I wrote my story of how I managed to grieve these two big losses and come out the other side with a very satisfying life and really a joyful life and also a spiritual life which is kind of the topic of my second book. Dr. Powers, I can't tell you in words how grateful I am that you were able to come in at this time when Corvus is in in reality. I mean, just going wild. And family it is very to hear friendly, what, I know. Yes. Yeah. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And then, of course, Good. Do you want- the doors open. Wait a minute. The doors are open for you again when you're ready for the second book. So you're welcome to come anytime. All right. Thank you. Do you want me to say a few words about helping other people grieve? By all means. Yes, please. Yes, ma'am. Go right ahead. The, the, uh, the last chapter of the book, as I said, is helping people grieve. And actually, 
the, the chapter is, is printed on my website. My website is susanpowersphd.com. Uh, and, uh, and you can get the last chapter there. But the whole thing, one of the main features of that, very aware before I had these deep losses, that um, even though I was a therapist and I would help people through loss, personally and socially, I, used, I found myself sometimes avoiding people who had had a loss, really because I didn't yes. know what to say. And so many yes. of us don't know what to say or do. And so the last chapter is really about um, the, what I call the art of presence. I got it from an op-ed that David Brooks wrote in the New York Times. It's called The Art of Presence. But it's really about being, just being present with another person. Like you can say to someone, I don't know what to say, and, and I just want to be with you. I'm just going to be here. I'm just here with you. And, and that's all that it really takes. That's what people need. They don't need words, you know, because people say like, oh, they're in heaven, or people tell you stuff. And often the words yeah. don't hit the spot because we're so cracked open. And, but, but just the yes. sense of the presence of another human is the most important thing I think that you can do. I saw something on YouTube this week that showed me exactly what you're talking about. There was a patient of the, the uh, pandemic who request of the nurse, the last thing he would like to do is dance. And the nurse accommodated him. He was dancing, laying in his, on his back in the hospital bed, but he wanted to have contact with someone, and they obliged, and they did it. And again, uh-huh. that was meaningful for him. And as meaningful as it is, he can move on to what's going to happen that yeah. he has no control over. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Uh huh. There's what? one other tool that I would like to mention, which is writing sure, letters right. to the dead. And, and oh. it's writing, writing, which I did. I wrote lots of letters to my husband, my dead husband, and to my dead daughter, just expressing my love mm-hmm. for them and appreciation of them. And the, with the summary that I have in terms of the, air, the section that I wrote about writing is, uh, thank you for being my dot, dot, dot. Thank you for being my husband. <laughs> Thank you for being my daughter. And it's a way of going into the heart and expressing the love. And um, I also have any other writing exercises in the book, but writing to the person you have lost is very powerful. And it really helps. Grief grief needs expression. We have to express ourselves. And journaling does that. And in my experience, Letters to the Dead really does that especially well. Well, Dr. Powers, uh, I'd like to ask you to repeat your website address, the link, because we missed part okay. of it when you, when you mentioned it. Sure. Go ahead, please. It's, it's, all, it's all lowercase letters, and it's Susan Powers, Ph.D., no periods in the whole thing, Susan Powers, Ph.D.com. Very good. Okay. Now, <clears throat> I know you're... You're on the internet in more ways and more places than one. <laughs> you're on your website, but what else are you on? Where can people find you if they happen to be on social media? Well, through my website is really the best way to find me. Uh, it has okay. all my personal information on there. It has my address and everything. So 
So that that's the way to find me is through that website. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm also on I'm also on Instagram. Um, yes. Uh, uh, under Susan Powers PhD, the same uh, handle. So um, okay. you can find me on Instagram too, and I do post uh, a lot of. I post usually once a week. Oh, good. All right. Well, good. You are social media savvy. <laughs> Some people just uh, like to write a book. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like I did uh, several years ago, back in um, 2012, I think it was. And I wrote a book. I said, oh, no, God is, is, is um, Amazon. Don't take care of everything. Nope, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. That's how I came, yeah, that's how I came up with that. You have to know that. some things, for sure. Yes. <laughs> that's that's very that's true. true. Exactly, right. exactly. You have to it. And, of course, it costs. It becomes very costless. Yes. Okay. Well, my book is on Amazon, since you mentioned Amazon. Um, you know, okay. anyone who wants to get the book, it can get it on Amazon, Ruthless Grieving. Okay, great. Good. <clears throat> So what is the what makes this book so unique from other books on grief? That's a good question. Um I think because I'm a clinical psychologist, um I know about, you know, how the psyche works and I I know about grieving academically uh and then to have had personal experiences with grief so that it comes from, you know, both both positions I, I, I share about half the book is about my personal experience. It's like my personal story. And, yes. and then, um, but, the, but it's interspersed with clinical information and tools for grieving and, um, you know, just, just uh, psychological information. So it's a combination of the two. Oh, Okay. Okay. How do you fix the time? I, I, I'm impressed. I have another half an hour we can cover if you have time. Would that be convenient to you? Oh, actually, I don't. I thought we were doing half an hour. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. That's not over. Don't be sorry. Okay. <laughs> you did what I asked you to do an hour, and yes. Good. But I so wanted I'd, to be greedy. I'd be happy to come back. I'd be happy to come back. <laughs> okay. Well, that, 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 we can work it out. That'd be great. That'd be great. Okay. All right. Well, I'll sign Let's, off now. Um, okay. One Thank you very much. Hopefully. I appreciate it. Okay. Sure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for being here tonight. Oh, Dr. Powers, you are a new friend I've collected. You have really put the right words, actions into place for people who are grieving, who are missing their loved ones, and who wish that they can continue. Now, I'm moving on to my studio time clock. I see we have a half an hour gone, but I'm also looking to see if any callers are calling in tonight. Our first night, well, I guess not, but I want to pass the word on to you. We will continue to offer some gifts. Somebody who answers a question that is brought up in the presentation, you are more than happy I am more than happy to share with you one of our gifts or prize we'll offer you. So keep that in mind. Pass it on to your friends, your family, and we're back on the air 
And if you want to know what uh, we're on, look on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash my name, atn.a.gibbs. You may have a little difficulty with the name, but it's easy. E-T-I-E-N-N-E. It's French for Stephen. But on Facebook, it's Etienne. Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash Etienne.a.gibbs. All right, let's continue real quick. What are some of the giveaways? Well, let me just tell you about it. When we get the store all back in place, there'll be other kind of ebooks. There'll be ebooks that adults might like. They may be coloring books. They may be puzzle books. There'll be, oh, all kinds of stuff coming up. Again, I want you to keep that in mind. Also, when you have a chance, write this down. Write this down. <laughs> write down this number I'm going to give you. Keep this nearby. Our website for in the author's corner with webs in the author's corner with ATN can be reached by phone. Now phone number is five one five six zero five nine eight one two. I repeat that. Five one five six zero five nine eight one two. That way you can be the first to call. Listen carefully for your question and as the question Answer time comes up, we will select a winner, the first person to come up with the correct answer. So we're going to go ahead and sign off right now. I'm <clears throat> still having trouble with my throat, but nevertheless, tomorrow night we'll have another guest. I don't know if you're familiar with Mr. Eric M. Twiggs. He will be with us tomorrow night. Same time, same place. Keep that phone number nearby and be prepared for your yeah, question and your answer. Until next time, this is ATN saying thank you for being here with us. We really enjoy coming back. Thanks again. <laughs>